recording? We are recording. So welcome back to part two of our super special Pasadena Daydream Festival pregame show. I said part two, right? Yes. Okay. It's our tailgate party. Yeah. This is this is what we're listening to. Although, I have a question. Do you listen to the band the day of the show? Sometimes, not as a rule. Often. Okay. 75% it's of the time. It's a strong rule for me to never listen to the band the day of the show. Mm. I mean, occasionally there's always a, a lead through to me sometimes when okay. someone's got their, you know, blasting in their car. The, so know, I won't the, be blasting that, any, any, uh, usually, yeah, I, I like to, I mean, especially like, well, with the cure, I don't want to hear any cure music mm-hmm. like the day of the show. I want it that for some reason, I don't know why it's just with fresh air. Okay. I got to hear like fresh ears. Yeah. Like I want to hear Robert Smith's. You know, as soon as he steps to the mic, hear that voice. Like, okay, this is this is the moment. What about after? You know how some people. No, afterwards, great. So people who blast the music from the cars as they're leaving the concert venue. Perfectly cool. That's fine. I have no problem with that. See, that's kind of. It's just I like to build anticipation. Okay, I got it. All right, that's a good. I I understand that. Do you wear the? Now I know when you go. I mean, I remember going to Rush shows, and everyone wears Rush. Yes. You know, and I guess with classic rock too, because Springsteen, same thing. Everyone wears Bruce. Yeah. Shirts. But I will wear Dylan or, so, you know, like someone that's kind of peripherally in the, in in the that, same in, in that genre. Or, yeah. yeah, that kind of is in that universe uh, when I wear a T-shirt. I wouldn't wear a Cure shirt. Why not? Uh, just it's because, just not your style. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, it's just a stupid, stupid rule that I have. Like I never wear the band shirt of the show that I'm going to. It's not wearing a Dodger jersey to a Dodger game. That's different. Sports is different. <laughs> I mean, you're supporting your team. You're supporting your. Band. I know, I know. I, as I said that, like, oh, I know, I, I know. Yeah. But it's just, uh, I don't, it seems I don't like it's too it, spot on. I although, it, although it used to crack me up when I saw like Mick Jagger used to wear Rolling Stones shirts at you know, uh, on on stage. It's kind of funny. No, it's just kind of funny, but it's, yeah. it's fine. No, I'm not. I'm not anti. I don't usually wear. Uh, I don't have too many band T-shirts anymore. I'm not opposed to wearing a Cure shirt to something like this, but I probably would, when I would go to these shows, like when I would go to see The Cure, I'd probably wear something a little more, maybe black. Well, of course, you should yeah. wear black. Yeah. Although it's going to be very hot, I'm not going to wear yeah, black. It's gonna, yeah. It's and again, these are just my stupid rules. I have, yeah. I, I just, uh, well, you might have to There's bend no hard fat. I will, yes, please. I hope you have a Cure shirt, like some sort of vintage now Cure I feel shirt. Like I have to get one. Yeah. Maybe I'll find a, um, a Emma, Emma Ruth Rundle shirt or to Kaylin wear. Mikla. Yeah, become a new fan. New fan. All right, so um, here we are. We're moving up the list. We're moving we're, to the bigger font. Yes, big font. This is, uh, you know, 30, 30, 30 point, point. 30 point font. Actually, the cure would be the 30 point font. We'll, we'll move, up, move up the rankings. Big font, episode uh, two. So uh, these are the top five bands that uh, we'll be playing uh, at uh, the festival, probably as uh, dusk. It's the uh, mm-hmm. the Pasadena stage. Uh, these will be the the f- first few bands that play. All right, who's the next biggest font? All right, so we're going to Throwing Muses. Um, Kirsten Hirsch, I know, played the Meltdown Festival, but not th- her band Throwing Muses. Oh, okay. That she was, played it herself. Yeah, that was the year that. Uh, oh, actually, I, um, she played it. Kirsten Hirsch has played Meltdown twice. She played it when uh, Patty Smith was curating in two thousand five. And uh, Robert Smith, when he was curating last year. So uh, please tell me about Throwing Muses. 
I said they the, when you look at their when you just even if you picked sample songs from all these artists, you can easily see why Robert Smith chose them. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were well. You know what? I should have known this, and in, in, I'm sure you did. That Kristen Hirsch and Tanya Donnelly are stepsisters. Tanya Donnelly I, from um, from Belly. From, well, from <laughs> I remember her from Belly. From um, you remember her from Belly? Yes, I remember her from Feed Belly. Feed the tree. Oh, Donnelly went on to co-form the alternative, alternative rap band, The Breeders. Well, first of all, I didn't know Kristen Hirsch and Tanya Donnelly were stepsisters. Did you? I did not know that. Yes, well, that's interesting. Yeah, and Kristen Hirsch is the she's the the foundation of the band. Correct. Kind of, she's kind of like the uh, Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders. <laughs> yes. There's no throwing muses without uh, Kirsten Harsh. Exactly. And it's Kristen, not Kirsten, right? Um, I think good. it's Kristen. Okay. I'm going, you are the uh, you, the res, resident expert for right now. No, I, it's funny. I remember the band just like most of these bands, but my familiarity is just um, – it's just you know a superficial. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of I was looking up um, you know some of their bigger hits, and I realized I wasn't that familiar with them. So they had like three songs, three songs that charted: Dizzy, mm-hmm. Counting Backwards, which I sort of remembered, yeah. and Bright Yellow Gun. Yeah, that was the big one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but you, yeah, okay. So you asked me to pick the most Cure lyric from okay. from uh, Throwing Muses, and I it was from Counting Backwards. Counting backwards, I count you in. I don't remember him. I don't remember. In time, I rope you in again. I try and turn you back through him. I built a tower in my bones. I spill the mortar through my home. Counting backwards, I count you in. I like them. I like I like their sound. It's pretty pretty creative chord progressions and and her the voice song structures intri- are her voice is intriguing. It's not yeah, it's not a traditional voice. No, it's much like Robert Smith. I think yeah, and kind of surreal. The lyrics are kind of surreal. Oh, totally. Yeah, I remember. I remember always going to Moby Disc, and there were unfortunately, or fortunately for me, there was always uh, when I was going through the used records, there was always <laughs> a Throwing Muses record in there for some reason, and I guess the covers or something. I seemed to always pick up one, and I was like, oh, okay, I can, you know, for three bucks, I'll uh, I'll splurge. I'll give it a yeah. yeah so. I, yeah, because I always found them, uh, always liked the sound. There was always something different about them that uh, yeah. kept me coming back, apparently. And that's funny. I wonder if this has something to do with it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, they call her, her, or her lyrics have been described as hallucinatory and feverish. You Sounds know, about she, right. She, I don't think, I, they always had lyrics in their, on their albums. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I didn't realize that she, she touches on mental illness. And a lot of her char- the characters that she conjures up are from her people she encountered in her daily life. Again, not so familiar. I am looking forward to seeing them. You are. Okay. You? So you will see them. I will see them. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay. So apparently I You're next. move on to uh, the next artist, uh, Mogwai. Are you familiar with Mogwai? I'm not familiar. I know the name because I like the name, but I do not know anything about the band or the music. Why do you know the name Mogwai? Uh, Jungle Book. No, that's Mowgli. Yeah, <laughs> close, kind of. It's uh, it comes from uh, the film Gremlins. Oh, it must have been back here in my head somehow, but I just it's, it's although, catchy. Although they say it has no significant meaning, and we always intended on getting a better one, like a lot of things, <laughs> like a lot of things, we never got around to it. Apparently, Mogwai means evil spirit or devil in Cantonese. They have their own label, which is Rock Action Records. Mm-hmm. Also, Mogwai is from Scotland, as is the Twilight Sad. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so um, they're on Twilight Sad is on Mogwai's label, Rock Action. Um, Rock Action is named after Stooges drummer Scott Ashton, who had his name changed to Rock Action. <laughs> did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, I'm just full of fun facts. Yeah, that is a fun fact. I love Mogwai in, in that they're mostly instrumental, slowly building. There's there's some lyrics to, to a lot of their music, but like The Cure, like they have these long, brooding introductions. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And it's like such a release whenever. Uh, it starts then when the vocals come Yeah, in. whenever the vocals come in, it's like, oh, you know, it's it's very cool. Uh, Mogwai is very similar to that. They, How familiar that, were you with them? Um, a little bit. I mean, I, I remember listening to them, not too intensely. But when I did hear them, it was always like, oh, okay. I need it, it, mm-hmm. it, You kind of have to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. It's it really doesn't feel like background music. I mean, I guess it could be. It's instrumental music that kind of demands your attention. In yeah, a way. you can't really. This isn't something. A good description. You, you don't play it at a dinner party. <laughs> it's good headphone music. Okay. So um, should be interesting how uh, they bring that across on stage. Hmm. Um, their single, they, their last album was in 2017. Uh, was, maybe they have. I mean, a lot of these bands haven't had albums out, you know, they put out albums a couple of years ago. So I, I hope there's some new music from some of them should be, uh, I know Chelsea Wolf has a album that's coming out yeah. like, uh, shortly after like two weeks later, I'm sure yeah. she's going to play from it. Yeah. So that'll be good. But the, this is from every country's son, the cure like single, uh, <laughs> says, I see everything, all their suffering, tiny vehicles, space, space age miracles. I don't know what that is. All our hearts were sore, no fight left in this war, before the ghosts will chase all those that rearrange. Yeah. And then the chorus is, I, taken from those spirals, be both kind, hungry for another peace of mind, silent and impatient without time, directionless and innocent. Oof. Yeah. It's Ugh. like, oh, okay. I'm <laughs> trying to take apart those lyrics. I'm like, all right. I'm not. <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> I need it's got a good beat and you can dance. To it. Yeah. Well, you will not dance to this music. It's mainly just kind of uh, zoning out. And uh, I'm not sure we're going to be dancing to any of this music. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No. That could be uh, we'll could be a thing. We'll see. We'll see who we dance to. I'll be. Uh, I'll make a note. Who did we dance to? Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, Magui. I'm. I'm really looking forward to them. So uh, should should be great. It feels like a dude band. It feels like, you know, like... Like Rush? Yeah, a little bit. Like a dude band. That's yeah, exactly to- what you... When you were describing them, I was thinking Rush. It's not yeah. really background music. You're right, exactly. Yeah. It, it is a dude band. So it uh, should be interesting to get your take on what you think of Mogwai. I'm a dude. Or, or maybe you'll go... <laughs> maybe you will go to see another band. Yes. You know what? I'll see. Yeah. We'll, maybe I'll go see whichever band is... Ne- oh, let's see what you got next. Oh, look who's up on Who the agenda. Who do I have next? I've been yapping. Let's stop. I'm 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 exhausted. I need a uh, a little fifteen second breather. Good, because I have something to say. Okay, good. So we'll be right back right after this. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. 
Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Another dude band. Uh, would that be the Deftones? That is the Deftones. All right, the Deftones. I didn't realize that they have nine albums. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. Chino, right? Chino, yes. Yes. He, uh, He's had some health issues. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, they've been around since 1988. He He's is the, the Deftones. Yeah. He sounds like his voice was very cult, like Ian Asbury, mm-hmm. of the cult. Yeah. Okay. He sounds, that's what it first conjures up to me. <laughs> the music has been described as bloody and visceral, which. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Definitely. Uh, I, I was not, again, not that familiar with the deaf time. I mean, I knew them. They're from, well, they're, they're actually from Sacramento. Yeah. I thought, I, I don't know why I thought they were from L.A. Uh, <laughs> critics sometimes call them the radio head of metal. I could see that. Yeah, I can too. It's, Guitars droning, and uh, he doesn't really see. It's just kind of talks through the lyrics in a way, or screams through them. You can talk screams. Yeah. Well, it's his I voice feel, quality. Yeah, it's a little like laconic, right? I mean, it's, it feels like the music's moving faster than he's singing. It's a big word. Do you always. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels like he's always behind in the music. Like the music, the music is, is speeding. Is the is, speed is going. Sp- Faster than he's actually delivering the, the lyrics. Yeah, I'm going to have to observe this because I don't know that I would have described it that way. But yeah, that's like, that could be. That's always been my take. Yeah. They did play the Meltdown Festival. They did? Yeah. Okay. So Robert Smith's a longtime fan, apparently. Oh. I can, they have a lot of influences, inspirations, mm-hmm. uh, which are kind of hardcore. Tool, Rage Against the Machine, Faith No More. Makes sense. Yeah. Dude but, bands. <laughs> Definitely dude bands. And so the guitar player, uh, his name is Stephen Carpenter. When he was 15, he was hit by a car while he was skateboarding. So he was in a wheelchair for a few months. And that's when he taught himself guitar. And the bands he played along to were Anthrax, Stormtroopers of Death, Metallica. So, yeah. So and that's the sad. I mean, you, you know this, must know this because you know everything. But the bassist who was in a car in a car accident. Do you know the story? No. Yeah. His name was, Chi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Chi Cheng. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, he was in a coma, and then he regained consciousness. In 20, he was in a coma, I think it was 2008 or 2009. He regained consciousness in 2012, and he went home to recover. And then he, he ended up dying of, um, I don't know if it was a, I don't know if he had a heart attack, but he died. Mm. That's just tragic. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so Deftones should be interesting. I'm not, I am looking forward to seeing all of these bands. Okay. And especially now that we've researched them and we've talked about them, but the speed metal, when I read the comparisons, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a huge speed metal fan. Sure. But I I mean, I like the cult. I like the Ian Asbury, so the voice may may you, bring me in. You're going to give it a shot. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, in there, I'm not going to be able to leave, right? Because <laughs> they're not going on after the cure. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So after the Deftones, now we move on to the Pixies. Yeah. Uh, to the Pixies. The Pixies are more rhythmic to me than a lot of, I think, than a lot of these other bands. Mm-hmm. Just in my, you know, the vocals are a little uh, whinier. Probably after the cure, they might be of the of all the sounds. I think they might be my favorite mm-hmm. uh, going into it without yeah, having heard a lot of the bands. Uh, they had a lot of music in Fight Club, the, the movie Fight Club, oh, yeah. which I did not remember. Okay, I, I have to. I'll have to revisit Fight Club. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, that's it's, funny. But Fight Club is always worth revisiting. Yes. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> hmm. I saw a tweet once of someone who's like, who's, who tweeted out, "I arrived late to Fight Club." But it was pretty amazing. So the thing you need to remember is like, go to Fight Club because it was, I loved hearing all about it and I need to tell everyone about it. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you for sending me uh, Catfish Kate, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of a fun song. Very fun. And, and so they're what I guess is widely considered their most popular song, Hey, the song Hey. I don't know if you know it. I do know that. I don't think that's their most widely known song. You don't think so? No. Okay, well, the video that they used, I guess this was the official video. Have you seen it? The okay. Two, two girls? I shouldn't disagree with you when you say something. <laughs> you can disagree with me if you know differently. You know, yeah. my I've researched and I use a few different sites, so I'm, ho- I'm hoping that my information comes is correct. my man. And that's my, yes, that's probably mm-hmm. their most commercially maybe, popular maybe, song. Maybe, hey, I don't know, maybe, hey, charted higher? I, I okay. Would not, I don't even think of that song as... Uh, Sorry, I'm going to retract that and okay. say it was probably their most popular video. Okay. Do you know why? Please tell me. Two girls made it. I, I believe this is the story, and maybe uh, maybe one of our listeners can confirm this. Okay. So two girls made a video to, for the song. Okay. And it got 33 million views on YouTube. So when you when you look for the official video for Hey, this is the song. Okay, that so that's up. the most viewed video. Okay, that makes yes, sense. All right. Probably, so maybe I misspoke. Anyway. Okay, so very good. Yeah, uh, have you listened to the the podcast that they are doing is kind of interesting because I I listened to the first episode of the Pixies mm-hmm. podcast. They had a um, they recorded them making the album like in its entirety. Like really? there was someone there was someone kind of like a fly on the wall who, you know, as they arrive into the studio, they recorded like them meeting and, you know, talking about the lyrics and talking with the the producer yeah. about the arrangements. And I, I think it's ongoing for like a, you know, it's like a 10 week uh, podcast and they're uh, in, that leads up into their, their new album, which comes out uh, later this, later this year. Huh. Well, I will yeah. definitely be listening to that because no, I, I, and I will listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'm curious to see the Pixies cause they have this, you know, they don't have uh, Kim Deal isn't the bassist anymore. Yeah. I haven't seen them with, uh, with Paws who I think was in. The basis for a perfect circle, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. But anyway, she, she's she's 
extremely talented. So I, yeah, it's uh, I've heard good things. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's still going to be wonderful. I'm going to miss Kim though when they that gigantic was always one of my favorite songs. I guess yeah. Paz will sing that song. Maybe, maybe they won't play that at all. Oh, I hope. I, well, I don't know. I do. We shall see. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you that you asked me for the the most cure lyric. Okay, so go I'm ahead. Tell you this one. From, it's uh, Debaser. Do you know the song? I do. From Doolittle. Oh, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me a movie. I want you to know. Slicing up eyeballs. I want you to know. Girly so groovy. I want you to know. Don't know about you. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite blogs is called Slicing Up Eyeballs. I know. you. you it's from the baser. Yeah. I, which, how did I, I love, know that? I love uh, Black Francis. Yeah. Call, <laughs> I, I, I just love that. That's The guy's name was, I don't know how he came up with that. but you Black know, Francis? Yeah. Like, that's how I want to be called Black Francis yes. from now on. That's my <laughs> rock and roll stage name. So anyway, yeah. we move on to uh, looking forward to the, the Pixies. For it sure. should be great. It's going to be great. And then, um, then there's this uh, this other band. This band played the Meltdown Festival. Um, they are called The Cure. What can you tell me about them? I've heard of them. I can tell you so much about them. This was so hard because I, I was looking for things that I did not know about them. Mm-hmm. And granted, I don't. I guess there turns out to be a lot I didn't know about them. But I went for the fun facts instead. Well, a couple things. He used to tell Robert Smith used to tell his record company that he had a fear of flying, just so he could cut down on his touring commitments. Yeah. So for for three years, for like from 1989 to 92, he he kept the pretense that he had this phobia. So they I, did two American. You knew this? I think he like flew or took a boat to cross yeah. the Atlantic. We did two American tours sailing on sailing over on the QE2, which was very civilized. Yeah, that's very yeah uh, yeah very cure. Well, As we kind of have to wrap this up, is you want to know a, the song? Is there a song that you really want them to play, and you will be disappointed if you oh, don't hear it? Okay. I want to hear his, of course, you know, my favorite song, not just of theirs, but of all time. One of my favorite songs, Just Like Heaven. But I'm going to tell you, you again asked me, so you asked me for all the other bands, okay. the 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 most cure lyric. Go ahead. And now you want to know the most cure lyric. Please. This was so hard. This <laughs> was really hard because obviously every cure lyric is a cure lyric. But I chose The Walk. Okay. From Japanese Whispers from 1983. Because? I just, it just jumped out at me. I can't explain it to you. Uh, I kissed you in the water. You know the you know, Go ahead. You know the Wait. song. Okay. I, I, I can hear myself singing it, which I'm not going to do. I kissed you in the water and made your dry lips sing. I saw you look like a Japanese baby. In an instant, I remembered everything. I called you after midnight, then ran until my heart burst. I passed the howling woman and stood outside your door. So they call it an obscure single, but I have always loved this song. Okay, so hopefully they will play that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they do, and I'm 50-50. I'm not sure they will. Okay. I yeah. never know what he's going to play. I mean, might just be all B-sides. Who knows? I know. You don't. I mean, he's going to play to the, you he'll, know. He'll play disintegration stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they're going to play the whole album, What they, which is what they've done in past shows this year. Yes, this year because they were celebrating. Yeah. But they, you know, I, I am thinking, you know, he feels he doesn't he doesn't like certain songs uh that made them really popular. So he says that Friday I'm in Love is a is an example of that. That's not – I remember a while back you thought that that was one that I would want to hear. And it's not – I don't love that song. That's okay. not my – that's not my – it's not my thing. You know, they're, they had one top ten hit. Do you know that one song? I think Friday I'm in Love made it up to like 40. <laughs> really? But, but they only had one top ten hit in their career. Was it Boys Don't Cry? No. Oh. I'll give you a hint. There is a – Song is in the title. It's two words. I gave you one of them. When? 
<laughs> Did you give me one of them? It's, I'll give you another hint. It's a love song. <laughs> okay. Very good. Love song made it to the top 10. Number two. Oh, that's How very about good that? to know. All right, so let's wrap this up. But first, let's do our. Uh, I know Quiz I deck. hate I hate to hurry us up here. But. I know, especially the cure. I had the All right, most. I am asking the You're question. Asking me the question. Okay, All right. ask me. I know we really rushed on the cure, but it's so sad. We will talk a lot about it in the post game. In our show. wrap up, maybe yes. we can do all cure. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. Maybe it'll be all Emma Ruth Rundle. Or Kellen Mikla. All right. Or the Pixies because they're so cool. Never know. Okay. Sexy singles. This is three S's. Sexy singles match each 1982 hit single below with the band that recorded it. Bonus name each band's sultry chanteuse. A, I know what boys like. Uh, The waitresses. Very good. Do you know the singer for the waitresses? Shit, I forgot. I know. We talked about her. I know. Uh, The Waitresses was not an all-women band, but a collaboration between male guitarist-songwriter Chris Butler and female vocalist Patty Donahue. Patty Donahue. With various other musicians. Donahue died of lung cancer in 1996, played the temptress in I Know What Boys Like. Yes. Um, Okay. Never Say Never. Romeo Void. Yes. What's her name? Oh, God. We've talked about her so much. I know. I was hoping you'd pay attention during our podcast. I have paid attention. I just have a short memory. All right. Romeo Void front formed at San Francisco Art Institute and scored a hit with Never Say Never, a dark song with a famous refrain in which Deborah Ayal Yes. Might like you better if we together. Ponders casual sex in a carelessly offhand manner. Ayal is now an acclaimed printmaker. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and the last one, sex in parentheses, I'm a Terry Nunn, dot, dot, dot. Berlin. Very good. Thank you. Terry Nunn was, was the voice of the group Berlin, who may have sounded European, but was actually from Southern California. In sex, I'm a, she lustfully lists what follows I'm a, including goddess, virgin, one night stand, babe, geisha, and many other more risque characterizations. Good job, Holly. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's our pregame uh, tailgate party we just had. Listen for the postgame. Yes. And again, I guess we'll be Instagramming or Facebooking or doing something live. We this will is Facebook exciting. live for sure because I know I know how to do that. You know how to do that. All right. Well, this, that's exciting. This is cool. Thanks Th- for listening. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Until next week when we talk about the show, um, the actual Daydream Festival show. Looking forward to that. This is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.